Hi, and welcome to Tax Planning Pointers with Baker Newman Noyes. I'm Jean McDevitt-Bullens, and I'm here with my colleague, Jim Garino. Say hi, Jim. Hi, Jean. 2020 has been a year of immense and unpredictable change for everyone. The tax landscape has not been immune. This podcast is one in a three-part series from the BNN Private Client Services Practice to discuss federal estate planning concerns and opportunities in 2020 and beyond. So let's dive in. Today, Jim and I will be chatting about current estate tax law, what may be on the horizon in 2021 and beyond, including some of the current issues and planning opportunities for individuals with respect to gifting strategies. Jim, it seems to me when we talk about estate planning, what we're talking about fundamentally is moving one's wealth from one bucket to another, so it's not available for the government to tax upon death. To set the stage, in 2017, the estate tax exemption was $5.49 million. So for example, I could have passed away in 2017 owning $5.49 million in assets, and no federal estate tax would have been payable by my estate. But effective for 2018, the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act was passed. Jim, can you maybe start to tell us a little bit, what did that act provide for? Yeah, sure, Jean. Uh, it, it effectively allowed all of us to double our estate exemption. And it, it really gave us almost a decade of time to decide whether or not we wanted to take advantage of essentially almost twice the pre-law or, or change in law exemption that existed to 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 the degree where as of this year, our individual exemption amount that we're allowed to transfer is over $11.5 million. So it's, it's a substantial change, and it's just one of those items that um, we have a limited time to take advantage of. We know for sure that the uh, TCJA law will sunset as of the last day of 2025. But I think what is on the minds of of many practitioners is what is about to possibly happen in November if, in fact, we have a change in administration and or there's a change in control in the Senate. We, We could see changes in the estate tax law and possibly the income tax law as early as January 1st of 2021. So I think if there's one takeaway from this entire situation, if I could use one word, it would be procrastination. And it's certainly a situation where we don't want to be celebrating on New Year's Day with a little bit of regret saying woulda, coulda, shoulda, in terms of taking advantage of the current law. Yeah, it's really interesting. I I think there's lots of different ways you you could caption this whole thing. You know, there's there's the use it or lose it. We either use this exemption opportunity we've been given, or we potentially are going to lose it. Uh, We know we're going to lose it, you know, possibly 2026, possibly next year. You know, you can also caption it, the government giveth and the government taketh away. 
Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think procrastination is a great word. I think just lack of consistency, right? So it's crazy times for sure all around. Why in particular is potentially right now a good time to look at doing certain gifting strategies? Are there certain things at play here in addition to the election climate that we might be having to deal with or maybe wanting to take advantage of? Yeah, you know, Gene, I I, I think in general we're we're a little we're a little spoiled because this is our business, and and so we're always thinking about this. But as as you head into the end of the year, there's certain things that you want to take advantage of to the extent that you have control, and I think the ability to identify opportunities that are time sensitive is instrumental to not being a procrastinator. So there there are things going on in the world, or cer- certainly the United States right now, that would make wealth transferring very conducive for those individuals who feel the need to take advantage of it. We've had a, a very turbulent 2020 thus far. And we've seen a couple of things happen. There has been a marked decrease in interest rates. Right now, and we can talk about this a little bit later on, but right now, interest rates are about as low as they've ever been, especially the interest rate that's used for um, long-term valuation. It's incredibly low. So there are certain strategies that really take advantage of a low interest rate environment. And that's why it would be very conducive to consider those wealth transfers. Also, um, we've we've had a very roller coaster year in terms of valuations. And to a certain degree, those assets or those businesses that are seeing a little bit of a depression in value um, could be very ripe assets for asset transfer purposes. For for instance, Gene, let's let's just look at a quick example. If my business at the beginning of the year was valued at three million dollars, and I wanted to transfer that business to the next generation it would cost me $3 million of exemption if I planned to make a gift of that business. Well, here we are later in 2020, and let's say there's been a lot of commotion in the marketplace, and my business has lost a third of its value, and it's now worth $2 million. To a certain degree, if I'm still interested in transferring that business, the good news is that my business is worth a million dollars less, and that makes my ability to transfer even more wealth besides my business even more attractive. So for those individuals who are looking to make a a transfer of an asset that has lost its value, they could actually be getting more bang for their buck in terms of uh, taking advantage of the estate exemption. And, and really, you know, bringing this full circle to your original question, why is now such a great time to be 
thinking and doing these kinds of things. One, interest rates are working in our favor. And two, to the extent that valuations are depressed, we're actually able to transfer more wealth at less of a cost. And that's why uh, right now could be an extremely good time to to give that some consideration. It's really a interesting times. You know, we have so much uncertainty around the election, not only the presidential election, obviously, but the Senate election as well, and huge impact from a potential change to the tax laws. As you alluded to earlier, it's not just the estate tax law and the change. It's potentially for changes on the table. It's, it's, a, it's the whole host of tax laws. And as you just said, you know, the fiscal climate is a is a, is, a, is a difficult one for us to know, too, how to deal with potentially some value adjustments from beginning of the year to now, probably ups and downs. It's just, it's interesting. How, how should folks really be thinking about this in terms of their own, their own planning? Is it, is it something that is an easy issue for folks, do you think, to, to jump right in and transfer potentially a significant? And does this really suit everyone? Is this for everyone to be considering? No, no, I, I think it is unique, especially let's go back to my example of the business owner. I mean, even though the estate tax law is right now making it advantageous to make those kinds of transfers, maybe someone isn't mentally or emotionally ready to give up their business. Uh, maybe, you know, if I'm that business owner, uh, yeah, from an estate tax planning point of view, it makes perfect sense. But maybe I'm not willing to give up ownership in my business right about now. So I, I, th- I think, as the saying goes, knowledge is power. And I think giving folks the opportunity to know that planning is at hand and there is time to take advantage of this if it fits your own personal planning, then let's take advantage of it. If not, at least we considered it. Um, I, I, I think I'd like to stress to our audience a couple of things, though, and that is working with other advisors and and why procrastination can can be very dangerous the longer we put this off. When you're talking about making transfers of assets, especially the types of assets that require very significant planning, and what I mean by that is whether an individual is looking to set up a, a trust to transfer assets in, whether a business owner is considering um, transferring ownership of his or her business, those involve professionals. And in this instance, if, if we're talking about legal issues, then that means that an appointment with an estate planning attorney or an estate planning law firm is going to be necessary. If we're looking at valuing a business, valuing real estate, or or valuing anything that requires an appraisal, um, that takes time. And I think time is of the essence right now. We're, we're, We're just looking at entering the fall season. And these individuals, we, Gene, you know how busy we get just in terms of doing year-end tax planning. 
right? But we're kind of the, the low man on the totem pole, right? Because I think folks feel like they can get a hold of us anytime up until New Year's Eve, right? And they can still do, quote, their tax planning. But I don't think it's as easy to get that type of a last-minute appointment with estate planning attorneys and business uh, valuation appraisers because um, there could be a rush, Come, come year end, especially if we do see a change in administration after the elections, we'll be looking at, what, less than eight weeks before year end? And if folks decide that this is the year that they want to make a change and transfer some wealth, you know, they, they may arrive a little bit too late when it comes to getting an appointment with their professionals. So uh, I, I think if there's the message that we're trying to convey to our audience as of today, it's, hey, if this is planning that you're seriously contemplating, you need to be contacting your professionals sooner rather than later. Because the further we get into the end of 2020, the harder it will be to pin these folks down and to get them to do the necessary planning that you need them to do in order to make these wealth transfers occur. I think that's a great point, Jim. And I think we're going to later in our series, I think we're going to get into those planning steps in even more detail. But I think that's an excellent point. And I think what I would want listeners to take from this is if you've been thinking about transferring something for a while, you want to transfer your business or some other assets that you have to a family member. It's been in the back of your mind, but maybe you just haven't taken those action steps because you haven't wanted to let go or it's just not been felt like the right time. Maybe right now is the right time to reassess that and make a decision about it. And then once you make that decision, then you can make the next steps and and go forward with the planning pieces. But I think to be clear, very clear. These are not things you can do and then take back tomorrow. So if you're going, <laughs> if you're going to take these steps, you have to be 100% sure that this is what you want to do. You want to let go of these assets. And as we say, it's it's irrevocable. You can't you can't undo it for the most part. Mm-hmm. Although in our next series we'll touch on a few things that maybe are a little bit more fluid, but I think uh think you really have to be sure in this climate that this is something that you want to do. And if it is, pull the trigger. Hey, and Gene, you know, just to kind of wrap wrap this up, I, I, I'm, I'm curious if you might want to share with the audience where your clients in the past have, have more or less felt some trepidation in terms of pulling the trigger. Is, is there kind of a, a one-size-fits-all reason that you've found over the years where folks just, they kind of get to this point and, and they just don't follow through? Is there any one explanation that you could put your finger on with that, that, that makes people a little bit gun-shy to, to move forward in this area? I think the one word there is control. Nobody really <laughs> likes to ever give up control. Yeah, for or sure. very few people like to give up control. Uh, and I think it depends on the type of asset you're talking about, how much that hurts, if you will, from an emotional standpoint. So I, th- I think everybody wants to keep their hand in the mix. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, it's just not something you can do. So. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 
Well, Jim, thank you for joining me and thank you for such a great discussion. These issues and planning tips are so critical to so many of our clients and others during this challenging year. You're right, Jean, and, and you're very welcome. Thank you for chatting with me as well. Of course. And finally, thank you to our listeners for tuning in. I hope you found this information helpful and are walking away feeling a bit more informed. Again, this podcast is part of a three-part series on state tax planning in 2020. Check out our other episodes, which are available at bnncpa.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you next time. Tax Planning Pointers is brought to you by Baker Newman Noyes and the BNN Private Client Services Practice. Your hosts were Gene McDevitt Bullins and Jim Guarino. The information contained in this episode of Tax Planning Pointers is based on data available as of the date of its release. BNN is under no obligation to update this information as changes occur. BNN podcasts, events, and publications are intended to provide general information to our clients and friends. It does not constitute accounting, tax, or legal advice, nor is it intended to convey a thorough treatment of the subject matter. The information in this podcast may or may not apply to your individual situation. Consult a tax professional for help applying these concepts to your personal circumstances. Please contact Baker Newman Noise for additional assistance at info at bnncpa.com. More information can be found online at bnncpa.com.